How's it going? Welcome to Legacy Respawn, the podcast where we bring you the latest video game news, reviews, and impressions, plus random discussions about things that probably aren't important. My name is Andrew, and joining me virtually is the main grain that brings the pain, Mr. Balanced Nutrition himself, Jacob. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you switched it up again, I'll be. I, you know, I've, I've been working on, working on my entrances and, uh, you know, really in the run-ins for uh, Announcer of the Year, I think. Yeah, you're really shining. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, man, I don't know how many uh, how many whole grain references I can put in the in the one one intro. Sure, you got a few more. They've been yeah. they've been gold so far. I got to stretch it out just a just a little longer to give you like like AKA like four times, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just keep adding more and more names. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. see, the whole intro is just you. It's just your intro. <laughs> We don't yeah, even a whole section. Don't even mention the podcast at that point. Just it's just one guy bringing bringing the, the whole <laughs> entertainment. <laughs> Have to end it right after he do the outro talks. <laughs> yeah, outro talks, <laughs> and that wraps it up. So yeah, that's, that's the show. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed. Anyway, it's a brilliant Tuesday. I, I do say, what do you what do you call it? What's on the mind? Uh, I, I call it a Tuesday and that I never realized how difficult it is to remember the alphabet when you go to alphabetize things <laughs> like I was doing a couple hours ago. Yeah, that sounded like a real struggle. I never I never really uh, enjoyed that. Uh, that task in English. Because I would have to no. write the alphabet out just to, to, to be able to comprehend that in my mind. <laughs> You would uh, you would think after as many years, you should know where the letters fall off the top of your head. But nope, I couldn't tell you. I guess say it out loud and it's embarrassing and, and nobody was here that. I guess a backstory, I was helping a, a friend alphabetize their uh, record collection in a couple different sections. So. Yeah, so you had the issue of not only having to do it one time, but multiple <laughs> times for separate sections. Multiple. Yep. So. so I'm going to be a little fried now <laughs> trying to <laughs> a little fried <laughs> trying to bring it in. You're Mr. Balanced Nutrition himself. I mean, you, you got Damn, all the all crap. the long goings of a uh, fitness guru. It sounds it's true. <laughs> I have to hold up to the title. <laughs> <laughs> oh, spectacular. Spectacular. Well, I'm glad. Uh, glad things are in order. Somewhat, <laughs> but I'm sure you didn't come here to to hear us talk about uh labeling records in order. So mm-hmm. why don't why don't you? They might they might actually came here for that. I, I mean, you know, That's I true. just I just had a piece that in there just just for the guys that are like we didn't come here for that. But then there's probably yeah, the other side of, other side of that, and people are like, and eh, you know what? I could I could hear more about this 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 record record thing going. Mm, tell me more. Hmm, indeed. But first, <laughs> you should follow us on Twitter at Legacy Respawn and get the show ad free and a lot pre shows and post shows by joining us on patreon.com slash legacy respawn. And as always, we greatly appreciate all your support. So usually you hit me with a fun fact, and this this time I I found a fun fact and I actually wanted to include it into the stories because it was pretty pretty entertaining. Funny about that fun fact, that was going to be my fun fact until I realized it was already in it. <laughs> oh, well, go figure. I'm glad we're on the same page. 
Yeah. Quite literally on the notes, actually. So. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so gonna, I'm just going to feed you this terrible, terrible puns this, this whole show, and we're going to lose interest That's probably by like minute five. And <laughs> I, I do apologize for that. Yeah, that's all I asked for. <laughs> so, if you were to guess, even though I know you know the answer, because we, we, we have it in front of us, what would you say would be the most expensive video game if you did not know the answer? So, I will tell you my other answer. Because I think right before this one, there was... Was it a copy of the original Zelda on NES that sold for something crazy at auction recently. Hey, see, that's what I always thought. The the one that was like in the in the gold, the, the yeah, gold, the and, gold casing. And I think it was graded at it was either a nine or a nine point five, something like that. Yeah, yeah, I always thought that as well. That was that was my pick for the longest until I came across this pretty interesting article, which was out this week but a sealed copy of super mario 64 has become the world's most expensive video game and we got an article here Mm. by by chris at vgc he says the record for the most valuable game of all time has been shattered by a sealed copy of super mario 64 the pristine nintendo 64 title sold for 1.56 million making easily the highest price anyone has ever spent on a video game at auction Record had already been broken two days earlier when a sealed early production copy of The Legend of Zelda sold for 870,000. With more than 11 million copies sold, Super Mario 64 is not a particularly rare game. Given the Nintendo 64 games were sold in cardboard boxes, however, the chances of seeing a boxed copy in reasonable condition 25 years after launch are few and far between. The copy that sold for 1.56 million was graded a 9.8. A++ by video game grading company WADA, which is as close to perfect condition as possible. The phenomenon of a rare game selling for extremely high prices at auction is relatively a new one, and the auction has been broken a number of times in recent years. A record has been broken. Last November, a sealed copy of Super Mario 3 became the world's most expensive game after it sold for $156,000 at auction. It broke the previous uh, previous set in July 2020 when a copy of 1985's original Super Mario Brothers sold for 114000 Sealed copy of 1998's Pokemon Red for Game Boy also sold for 84000 at the same auction, setting a record for a Pokemon title. A rare Nintendo PlayStation prototype was sold for 360000 in March. This was the record price for any piece of game memorabilia until the auction of Legend of Zelda and Super Mario 64 this week. So Super Mario 64 holding the title most expensive. Uh, is that surprising? I really thought it would have been Zelda the whole time. Just that's such a huge jump between those two prices, too. Yeah, it's like almost doubling. Uh, yeah. And I wouldn't have seen it. I wouldn't have seen that, honestly, for Super Mario 64. I mean, it's a, no, it's extremely no. popular at that. You know, so many people own already own it. And it wasn't like a like a niche title or anything. It was so mainstream. Right. You wouldn't think it would hold that value, but I mean, Mario's iconic character and, you know, I guess there's a market. It's that, that grade though on it that really did it. That's, that's super high. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's like pretty much off the production line. <laughs> like yeah, fresh. It's like fresh. Anything that would have been wrong with it would have been something that might have already been a box crinkle, a tiny <laughs> little corner bump. Yeah. Oh, man, I bet, I bet the people that sold this were they, they were probably just as surprised as we are reading it. Yeah, I, I would have immediately needed new pants and a chair, which would have been <laughs> fine because with that amount of money, you could buy everyone pants and a chair. Everybody in the room. <laughs> Please dispose of your silly pants. <laughs> I, I have new ones. <laughs> I, I have already swiped and taken care of it. <laughs> yeah, just it, it really leaves me, uh, you know, flabbergasted at the just the, quite the value of this. But oh, them totes of old games and stuff. You're like, man, wish I could, wish I kept that box. I know the uh, the price of reselling just for games and even pre-owned has gone. Through the roof, secondhand pre-owned. I mean, not like from a company or a store. But buying through other sellers is just, it's crazy how much it's gone up recently. Yeah, there's some uh, Nintendo games alone, I think, are probably always going to hold this this title. But, you know, there are some local game stores that uh, around our area that I've been to that are that would sell old games. And I always thought the prices were kind of ridiculous. I mean, for not oh, yeah. for not even having like they're selling these without the box. I mean, they're not selling them in any kind of condition that's collectible. It's just you're just buying a piece of software and, and the prices would be like way over uh, market value. And I, I, honestly, you know, that's probably why these stores are, are definitely not existing anymore. But it's very, very true. <laughs> I just don't see yeah. the, the point. I only like myself. I own a couple of some pretty nice ones. Like I'm probably not going to sell them, but I know that they're worth something. It's nice to have. Right. <laughs> I I think. Like, I actually have two PS4 games that are actually worth a pretty big chunk of money, which is something that's not a normal thing to have. Mm. Like PS4 wise, I expect from that where it's so much like so new. Yeah. Yeah. In the generation. Not like these guys, which is how many years ago? <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 20, 20 years ago, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Some of these other like the other games I've seen, like, you know, were selling like like the original Super Smash Brothers or just yes, Super Smash Brothers was, um, I don't know, probably like 80 bucks or something for an open used copy. It was it was, it was something in a box somewhere. Oh, no, it's, it's <laughs> something ridiculous. Like the original Mario Kart. Yeah. Um, you know, just Mario games like Party, that. I think. Mario Party was, you know, a big, big seller in there. Um, like, uh, what else was it? Gosh. It's a bunch of 64 games that were pretty pricey. And that even went back, you know, as far as maybe Super Nintendo, if they had copies of it. But there was also GameCubes in there, GameCube games in there, like Mario Kart uh, Double Dash or yeah. any of any of those yep. kind of games. They're, they're very pricey for what they are, I guess, just because now they're becoming such a rare thing to find. I think Wave Race is also in that mm. set of pricey ones too. GameCube shot up though, that's for sure. Yeah, everybody's trying to get that nostalgic GameCube uh, GameCube play. And I'm Which, uh, I'm sure the Zelda one sold for so much because of uh usually when they re-release or release another game in the series, all the older ones shoot up in price. 
Everybody's trying to play that oh, uh, the old one. Yeah, where it's Skyward Swords coming out, so they're like, ah, I gotta scoop them all up, all the old ones. <laughs> yeah, I never, I never partake in that one. Are you uh, excited for the new one? Um, I'm, I'm not gonna get it right when it comes out, but I do want to play it because, like you, I didn't get a chance to play that one either. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still waiting for that. Uh, the Wind Waker. I never, I never indulged in that either. One day. One day. Yeah, because it'd be cheaper to wait for it to come out instead of buying a, a copy secondhand <laughs> yeah. at this point. Yeah, very true. Very true. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, we bought, I know we had the conversation, I don't know, a couple of days, handful of days ago about Luigi's Mansion where we bought the original for the, yeah. uh, the actual GameCube disc. And I think we only gave like 20 some bucks for that. But there was other, other retailers selling that for easily over twice or three times as much. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's another highly nostalgic game. You know, I mean, I think Luigi's Mansion was basically one of the games they used to display the power of the system. Yeah, was that a that was a launch one, wasn't it? I think so. I do believe so. About to give you prices of uh, those games, just check to look them up well if you want a sealed uh, graded copy of wind waker uh you can choose from i don't know somebody having it for four thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars or like two thousand three hundred ninety nine that's a steal oh <laughs> fifteen hundred that's better right oh it's getting there not quite in my budget mm-hmm. yet <laughs> those are graded in the nines so that's that's good um <laughs> Oh, Luigi's Mansion, that's affordable. That's two ninety nine for a sealed copy if you want it. Hey, so, there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's not bad, I guess. I don't need <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't need a sealed copy. The things I'm gonna do to it is it's not gonna it's not gonna hold value. <laughs> Here's one for fifty. Uh it's um used uh game with the box but no manual, so mm. Yeah, prices are crazy. Yeah. They've just been going up and up. Up and up. Up and up. Speaking of uh, games increasing in price, we have a couple games on our list today. So this game, this episode is going to be just, just all about games, and I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. We're not <laughs> even we're not talking about business or politics or, or any of this stuff going on. Well, you, we, we probably will. We'll probably definitely touch on that. But it's mainly... Yeah, I'm sure there'll be a movie reference at some point, too. <laughs> Mainly uh, all video games. So, story number two, we had Death Stranding director's cut, which, uh, from what I've heard, Kojima's not too happy about. Not not too happy. Yeah. <laughs> I read yeah. some stuff too about this, like separately. Yeah, he was he was basically stating he just don't like the he don't like it called director's cut because he's like we didn't cut anything. <laughs> <laughs> he's like we're just adding stuff to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's, I don't know. He's he's very uh he's very particular about the title. But Chris at VGC says Sony has confirmed that players who already own Death Stranding can upgrade to the director's cut for a ten dollar fee. The Death Stranding director's cut will retail for forty nine ninety nine, but players with the standard PS four version can instead play or instead pay ten dollars to upgrade. The news was revealed as part of a larger PlayStation blog post about the director's cut, which also confirmed that players would be able to transfer their PS4 save data, 
saves to PS5 Director's Cut. Though the process involved in doing this has been confirmed. PlayStation 4 console save data will be transfer- transferable, explained Kojima Productions, head of publishing Jay Bohr. We wanted to ensure that players, no matter where they are in their journey, could pick up relatively in the same area as they left off. And I got I to quote that right there. Could pick up relatively in the same area. Hmm. I don't I don't know quite what they what they're saying there, but I feel like it's I don't know if that beating around a lot to the mission. <laughs> Maybe I, w- I would think it would have like save states, right? Yeah, certain certain key points, certain missions that it would pick up on. Maybe it pops you too. Yeah, but uh, they're not like uh, you were almost uh, almost done. They're like, oh, he was like halfway (laughs) through it. We'll cut you to that. Yeah, it's close, right? It's relatively the same area. (laughs) Sure, maybe. (laughs) Yes, it's a little in the gray, but anyways, to continue, we're also enabling players who have already completed the game to ability to jump to areas where new content equipment can be discovered. Bohr also stated that new or that more information on the missions and extended storyline will be shared in the coming weeks, but confirmed that the special Half-Life and Cyberpunk 2077 theme content that was included in the PC version of Death Stranding will appear in Director's Cut on PS5. The full list of PS5 upgrades for the game was also listed as follows. Experience environments, environment effects with the DualSense wireless controllers, haptic feedback. Get closer to the world of Death Stranding with bespoke adaptive trigger resistance. Hear sound effects come to life in 3D audio. And of course, you got to have the 3D compatible headphones. Get into the action quickly with the PS5 consoles, ultra fast SSD and near instant load times. Choose from two right. picture modes. <laughs> Performance <laughs> mode with upscaled 4K and up to 60 frames per second, or fidelity mode in native 4K, both with ultra-wide and HDR support. Sony, Damn. I know, that's pretty pretty beefy, uh, but it says Sony and Kojima Productions released a new trailer for Death Stranding Director's Cut last night, which was a couple nights ago now, but which revealed a September 24th release date. See, I want to jump right to the the interesting part there that the performance mode with upscaled 4K, 60 frames per second, or fidelity mode in native 4K, and this is going to be like one of the first titles that support ultra wide. If you're playing on one of those types of monitors or something, what do you what do you think of that? Uh, it's a huge thing because normally your performance mode they've all been doing just uh, 30 30 FPS with what. I guess 4K with 30 FPS, not 60. Yeah, well, for the fidelity or performance? For performance, normally, in, in like a lot of the other games that have been doing this. Yeah, so it's been all over the board. There's really no... I don't know. I don't know if they've really stuck to a plan, like any company, on how they want to do their performance or fidelity. It's, I mean, it's a whole new concept, I guess. It's never been a thing, which is pretty cool. I think honestly, the type of thing, like how this game plays is more of a slower pace thing and you're not necessarily needing the frames. I'd probably play this in fidelity. I think I would try. For sure. It's super pretty anyway. Yeah, I think I would right. want to really grasp all that. <laughs> grasp it all. That's, um, yeah, that that's impressive in itself out of everything else. Yeah, and I know there was a bunch of stuff they added, uh, I didn't explain it here, but I think there was some kind of like racing mode and there was some, some other stuff missions they added. And 
it just went on and I think there was some kind of about something about guns they were adding to the game. I don't, I don't know enough yeah, about it. That new fighting, uh, like more melee uh, that you can do a little more in depth. Oh, uh, what else was it? New things that you can build. Uh, I'm trying to remember from there. I know the racetrack was a thing, like an actual, like a circuit, wasn't it? Above ground, yeah. Um, that in itself, just to add to it, uh, I like that it's going to support the 3D audio for anybody that has the headphones because there's a lot of PS5 games that still don't do that yet. Yeah, like that's the whole reason for them. So. <laughs> Yeah, I think the only one I've ever actually heard any kind of feedback about the 3D audio was Returnal. Right. In any any kind of sense. Uh, I think some other PlayStation titles did it, but it wasn't on that, on that level, I don't think. So doing the controller, doing the making the responsive for the haptic feedback, that's good. Yes, it's all Glad good that things. they're doing it. <laughs> And you know that retail price is solid at forty nine ninety nine uh, for a game that's a couple years old. Do you think that's a, a good selling price? Uh, it's a lot better than some of these other ones that they're starting to make these director's cuts. Since that seems to be what Sony's calling a lot of their <laughs> titles that they're bringing over, <laughs> slapping director's cut on it. You'll see Last of Us too next. Yeah. It'll be matter of time. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you're right though. I wasn't even thinking <laughs> about that. It's matter of time. They're trying to figure out how to put all that on the cover, probably. The Last of Us 2 director's <laughs> cut. <laughs> it's, a, it's a girthy name for sure. Mm, yeah, halfway down the box. <laughs> yeah. I'd do it all the way around the edges. Yeah, you see uh, Ellie and Joel just kind of poking out from behind the, the large font. <laughs> <laughs> Give them a thumbs up. Uh, but yeah, the $10 upgrade fee they can add. as well. You know, that's that's good. What do you what do you how do you feel about upgrade fees? I guess that's a, that's the first question I want to ask. Well, so. Uh, the ten dollar isn't bad, like I'm I'm OK with that. Um, It's hard making a call on it because I'm coming from having an Xbox, too, and uh, pretty much all of their games, they do it free. You know, as as long as that's usually Xbox and company choice, but the majority of them are like free upgrades. Um, not counting in some of these recent ones I was reading. I think FIFA is actually going to be charging for that now to do upgrades. But mm. 10 is uh, if you already own the game and the price of it's already lower, you know, where it's going to be at 50. Right. Yeah, I'm pretty, pretty sold uh, on the $10. $10 fee to pay for the extra work and stuff they've done to the game and make it more playable, more enjoyable. I'm right there with it. I'm, I'm all right with it. I think, you know, you said something about Xbox, you know, where this is a Sony only title. I guess there's no comparison, but I, I do believe they had like Tony Hawk Pro Skater that also did this for Activision was a $10 fee on Xbox. I think. <clears throat> that i'm trying to remember yeah because it, it really it depends on company when it comes down to it most of yeah. them are you know pretty eager to be like cool that's fine you know let's give it for free on there and you know playstation playstation was doing this for free for a while towards the beginning i mean they did miles morales that was free uh 
gosh, what's the other games? Uh, Godfall. Well, no, Godfall God. was PS5. Uh, no, what else? Can, what, what else launched? Not Little Big Planet, but Sackboy. Sackboy was that a free upgrade, yep. Uh, there was a couple. Immortals. But that, was, that wasn't just Sony. I don't remember about Crash. If Crash 4 was. I think Crash 4... I don't think there's a native PS5. There's no native version, I don't think. So, but I do, I do think they patched it for PS5. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, no, I'm I'm alright with this. Uh, Death Stranding uh, definitely hits a particular fan base, and I th- I'm sure they're going to be pretty stoked about this. Yeah, it's good to see. Uh, I give what Kojima's saying. <laughs> about not cutting anything but and just adding stuff so it shouldn't be called a director's cut <laughs> right I mean <laughs> yeah if you're curious there, that article is out there somewhere and he, he, it's, I think it has some quotes from Kojima's like something about uh, not calling it director's cut but something about deletion plus or something I I skimmed through it and he was like yeah I don't like it don't like it he's been tweeting about it lately uh <laughs> about like I, I didn't really choose this title so I don't understand why we're slapping director's cut on it yeah that's Sony all the way Sony's become more like Nintendo yeah yeah they're they're working towards it <laughs> I mean Nintendo's gonna do Nintendo Sony's definitely uh it's definitely stepping towards its own <laughs> playing in his own ball field <laughs> really but I'm not going to say that's a bad thing. I mean, it adds diversity to the, the you know, the industry. And I'm not going to complain. But story number three, some more director's cut for you. Goes to Shushima or Shushima, as we uh, broke down last week. I don't know what's correct, but we're going to go with either. <laughs> that's what you're going to call it. So, <laughs> but, uh, they're going to make a director's cut of Ghost of uh, Shushima. Whichever one. Messed yourself up now. Huh? <laughs> you messed yourself up now. I know. I'm going to trip all over that word now. I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna double guess myself every time I say it. You just refer to it as Ghost. Ghost. I can't say the acronym of it because it looks like I'm talking about Game of Thrones. You're right. Yeah. So. But Andrew Goldfarb communications manager at Sucker Punch Productions. He had to say this. We're happy to announce that on August 20th, we'll be releasing Ghost of Shushima, Shushima, director's cut on both PS5 and PS4 consoles. This new edition comes packed not only with the original game and every piece of additional content we sold to date, but a brand new adventure for Jin alongside a bunch of new features that we're excited to reveal. So they added this island. It's called Iki, I guess. Iki. What would you go after on that? Iki? It's just I-K-I, right? Yeah, it's just I-K-I. I feel like the way they, like the Japanese language, I feel like it'd be like Iki. But. I'm going to uh, do a Google pronounce for me real quick. There you go. Hit me with that. So they're going to say it like 16 times, and I'm going to say it wrong every time. 
Icky. Icky. Mm-hmm. Mm. Icky. 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 Yeah. Icky. 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 Icky, icky. This this article is all about making your own words. Uh, and what can what I? What we do? <laughs> we can barely talk and get through our day normally. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, my below average talking and reading abilities just plays out well in this. <laughs> <laughs> it really really helps. <laughs> well, they continue to say if you're a history buff, you know that the addition of Shushima, the neighboring island of Iki was also invaded during the time period. Today, we'll be excited to reveal the whole new chapter in Jen's journey is coming. will take place in, on Iki. In this new story, Jen travels to an island to investigate rumors of the Mongol presence, but soon he finds himself caught up in events with deeply personal stakes that will force him to relive some traumatic moments from his past. We'll have more to share about the story of Iki soon, but today we'll come to confirm the beyond the whole new story and new characters. This new island also features tons of new content, including brand new environments to explore, new armor of Jen, as well as his horse, new mini games, new techno- or techniques, new enemy types, and much more. There are even new animals to pet. On both platforms, Director's Cut will offer new trophies to unlock for the new Iki content. PS5 exclusive features, while Director's Cut players on both PS4 and PS5 will be able to experience Iki content. Icky Island content, PlayStation 5 will have access to a few additional new features. We've heard your feedback about the lack of Japanese lip sync in the original version of Ghost of Tsushima, and it's something we've worked hard to address in the new release. Thanks to PS5's ability to render cinematics in real time, cutscenes in Ghost of Tsushima, and on Icky Island on PS5 will offer lip sync for Japanese voiceover. We're also happy to confirm that Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima Legends and the new Icky Island expansion will all take advantage of the haptic feedback and adaptive triggers in a director's cut. There will also be enhancements to 3D audio on PS5 as well as the drastically improved load times, 4K resolution options, and frame rate targeting 60 frames per second. Transferring your progress if you already own Ghost of Tsushima on PS4 will be able to transfer your saved PS5 to pick up where you left off. For new players, the new Icky Island content will be available beginning in Act 2 of Ghost of Tsushima. After you've made your way to Toyotama region. Toyotama. Yeah. Wanted to say something else, but <laughs> I think it came out correctly that time. <laughs> yeah, I think you got it, actually. <laughs> Surprise yourself. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to re-say it just to clarify that I can read. No. <laughs> <laughs> if you already own Ghost of Shishima on PS4, you can pre-order and upgrade the director's cut on PS4 for nineteen ninety nine. So this so this pricing breakdown is very confusing. So I'm gonna read it maybe twice. Please. <laughs> so if you pre-order and upgrade to the director's cut on PS4, it'll be nineteen ninety nine. The upgrade will be available starting on August twentieth. Also, starting on August twentieth, if you bought the director's cut on the PS4. You'll be able to upgrade the director's cut to, to PS5 native version at any time for $9.99. You can also upgrade directly, which it w- this will be everybody if you own the game. You can upgrade directly from the original Ghost of Tsushima PS4 edition to the director's cut on PS5 for $29.99. Mm. This is this is where they lose me on the the upgrade and director's cut DLC thing. Uh, yeah, well, it's, I it's really all, don't agree. 
it's fallen into this mush mush gush category and this it's like I, I, feel, I feel like they're they're charging for something that particularly maybe shouldn't be chargeable uh you know they're selling a director's cut i don't think you should have to upgrade to the director's cut from one version to the next i think that should be just not even added and they should just sell the no. they should just sell the director's cut on PS5, PS4 with the DLC content for the 1999 which most people would buy similar to a season pass price and just give you the PS5 edition. Uh, I'm not sold on it. Uh what's your opinion? I know you got some feels yeah. uh stored up for this. <laughs> I think it's ridiculous that you're going to pay yeah, the $20 is fine, like if you have your PS4 copy to upgrade it to the directors, but then having to do another 10 on top of that to get the PS5 one, that just doesn't make... You, you already paid for the upgrade on that. It just... That part really makes me mad. Yeah, I'm not sold on that. I, like, honestly, I probably won't... I probably won't partake in this, even though it sounds it sounds interesting. It sounds cool. But I'm, I'm not going to fork over $30 for a game that came out in... 2019. Yeah, I don't I don't like that. They're trying to upcharge it. Uh, I I don't I don't know. They got what Death Stranding that we just talked about. Yes, which is going to be what was it? A $10 upgrade. If you already own it. Yeah, it was just a $10 straight up fee for just getting the PS5 edition with with everything they add to the game as well. And I get they're adding another like whole island and extra stuff, but I think the 20 price point would have been fine all the way around. Just for either, you know, for your PS4 copy, sure, give it the the free upgrade to the five if you get it or if you had a finally attained one. I just don't yeah. see the the $30 price point on top of this because it's I think we were talking about it. If you bought the game at full price at launch, that's 60 bucks. Yeah. And then you pay, what, another 20 if you still have the PS4, so you're at 80 and then another 10 if you get a PS5 during that time, so you're at 90 For somebody that didn't buy it at launch that just has a PS5 can buy it for, or was it $79? I'd be... No, well, you can get the director's 69? cut. It was $69, $99, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you're, and I think you said it. They're, it's like they're punishing people that wanted to play it early. Basically, whether that was, you know, not their intentions at the time, even releasing anything extra like this, but it's kind of a smack in the face. That's not kind of it is. Not at all. Not at all. I mean, to be a first party title, they should be taking care of the people in their fan base. I mean, I don't see why they're charging extra for the upgrade to the PS five when there's so many games that are third party games that this just came free at no charge. But then the, t- I mean, I get the, I get the DLC and, you know, it takes time to make the DLC. And if they want to charge for the DLC, that's all fine. Well and dandy. I have no problem with that. Yeah. You know, that's not where my argument lies, but to, to, to call this the director's cut, then you pay something extra to get the PS5 version of it. I don't understand. I mean, the director's cut sounds like that should be, this is the final version. This is the, the version you should be playing. Like that's, that should be like, okay, this package includes everything. This is everything I need to get all I need out of this game. Right. And to have to pay these, uh, these price breakdowns for different variations of the same game. Doesn't make sense to me. 
No, it's like those old commercials when they used to hit you and they'd be like, oh, it's this price. And then at the very bottom, and tiny print, it would be also fees and charges of this price, too. Added mm-hmm. on possible fees, $10 more. Yeah, $10 more. <laughs> Wireless. We <laughs> yeah, we come to your house. Wireless fee, $10. Driving fee, $10. <laughs> we take collateral. <laughs> it's like it's like when you get your cell phone bill and there's like 8 million different little charges on it. Like, oh, oh, yeah, that was an activation fee. Yeah, activation fee. This is our wireless handling fee. This is our antenna usage fee. This is <laughs> it's like, like, what are these and what are they actually for? Like somebody's getting a new desk at your office because that's like, like, what is this? It's obviously this is the fee for you coming in the store. Yeah, this is your fee for wiping your feet on our carpet. Uh, <laughs> get, get out of here. Get, just get. <laughs> it, they, yeah. They're they're doing it right with with Death Stranding and immediately turning around and doing it wrong with, yeah. with Ghost. Yeah, and I think uh, Kojima, he, he lashed out a little bit at this. Uh, I don't have the quotes, but he said something along the lines like, you know, my game doesn't just have bolt on content. They didn't just slap something on the end of the game. And here you go. He said he added his thoroughly throughout the story, like all the extra content. You're not just going to experience it at end game. And uh, you get all that for his price of $10, you know, and you got a first party title charging you 30. Uh, just not, I'm not on board, not on board. Not only that, the game sold very, very well. Yeah. Like nice. this one did. It sold very well. It's not even like anything behind it. Like mm, it just doesn't make sense. It makes me really mad. <laughs> Yeah, because this is something a lot of people probably want to partake in. And they're going to sell a lot of these copies. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, it's just going to be people like me and you that sat there and, you know, bought people that pre-order this game should be the ones that should really be mad. Because now they're now they're 60 bucks in. I'm sure they had probably a deluxe edition or something of this game. You, You might know that. Uh, if they had a collector's the, or a deluxe uh, edition of this, uh, that would have been. Digging. I mean, they usually typically sell for what? For PS4, it was sixty nine ninety nine. Sometimes seventy nine ninety nine, depending on how deluxe of edition yeah, it was. Yeah, usually it was like an extra ten, ten to twenty. So I mean, they could be sitting deep right now, and you know, seventy, eighty bucks already, and they're then they're like, "Whoa, are you going to have another thirty dollars to what you already purchased?" Like, uh, that doesn't sit well. Whereas me or not me, somebody that hasn't played the game could go to the store on August 20th and buy the director's cut for 70 bucks. I I feel like they could like people that, like you said, pre-ordered it digitally. Um, they should even like waive that fee, waive their, upgrade feed at least that's what i would think yeah just doesn't doesn't seem fair to them doesn't seem like you're treating them that well no i mean they should have waived the upgrade fee altogether for for anybody (laughs) like this shouldn't even be a thing and and to call it director's cut that's that's the thing like okay if you got their originals original Ghost of Tsushima and you wanted to upgrade the PS5 maybe 
But if you go out and buy the director's cut of the game and then you still have to pay for the PS5 edition, it's just I, I think that's outlandish. Yeah, it's it's completely unfair to the, the consumer themselves. We talked a lot about pricing. I guess we, we, we'll talk a little bit about what's in the edition, though. Where we get to off off the record here. So I do like what they're adding. I like the thought of the the extra island they're putting in the game. Uh, I heard it was going to be upwards of 15 to 20 hours of extra content, which sounds about on par. That's a good chunk. Yeah. On par with a game like this. Uh 4K resolution, 60 frames, 3D audio, and the Japanese voiceover lip sync. Uh, I know that was a big, big thing for people playing it in uh, carousel mode, I think is what it was called. Yes. Uh, you know. And they were saying the lips didn't match, even though they had it in Japanese voice. So now it'll all be very authentic for people looking for that. Uh, okay. Okay, I was trying to figure out if they meant it just wasn't matching up when they were putting uh, what uh, what am I trying to say? Different language on it when they were speaking, not just like the native one. I didn't realize that's what it was talking about. So that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, no, I think that's a great addition for all for the authenticity of it anyways to make it as, you know, throw back to those the, the old school movies and stuff they were chasing after. I guess it was a big uh you know, mood killer for some people that were looking for that. You know, they were still talking English. Well, they weren't they weren't verbally talking English where they were talking. Audio audio was Japanese, but the voice was matched still to the English. So it's like watching a <laughs> watching a Japanese movie backwards, I guess. <laughs> it's like we're listening in English on a Japanese movie and they're talking in Japanese, but and the lips don't match. But I guess it was something along those lines. Pretty cool, pretty cool stuff. Um, what else we got here? It's pretty much Transferring it. Transferring your progress. Yeah, the progress transfer was a great, great adaption. Uh, they keep playing. You don't have to worry about replaying the game. Uh, There's another game, uh, Doom Eternal. I heard uh, you couldn't, you couldn't do this for PS5, PS4 to PS5. I think it was just Bethesda slapping uh, old Sony in the face a little <laughs> bit. Uh, I think that's all that was personally, but. Like, yeah, well, we we can only do so much for you. So, <laughs> oh, you can have the upgrade, but you can have replay that whole game, buddy. Enjoy. <laughs> it sounds like a funny, cruel joke uh, Xbox would play. Oops! <laughs> <laughs> All they can do is apologize for it. Yeah, right. All they did before. <laughs> yeah, we wanted to, but mm, yeah, sorry. sorry. <laughs> Uh, anything to add for for Ghost? This Ghost article. Nope. They should just change their stuff, but they're not. Definitely sure, not. it's going to be great, but that price really doesn't add up in the in the long run for for the consumers playing it. I'll say for us. Yeah, no, it's definitely not consumer friendly, hardcore fan friendly. Maybe you know they're going to buy it regardless of whatever price is slapped on it. You know, we'll see. We'll see what Sony does with it and if they maybe take some of the critiquing. I mean, we're not the only ones that are going to talk about this. Uh, it's going to be all over everywhere, every podcast, every news site. You know, they're going to get pretty, pretty hard on it. 
probably much worse than we what we said, but is what it is. So story number four, we got Bloodborne's rumored Hunter's Edition. So I know this is going to tickle the taint uh, for you, <laughs> shall we say. You such a way <laughs> with your words. <laughs> <laughs> really gets me. Uh, it's going to, you know. But anyways, as we uh, visualize, visualize that. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> I will say before you read this, though, it's funny that this is now like a, a bigger thing because a couple of days ago when I, I saw something about this, it was just a random like, oh, you may like this post that popped up on my feed and it was somebody talking about this. I think I said to you, I was like, this is fake. Oh, That's yeah. not real. <laughs> right. It's dumb. They shouldn't be talking about it. Hmm. So we're going to read this article from this honest, honest gentleman's name of uh, Joshua Ducksworth. Duckworth. That's given. I like it's good, that. It's a good name. Give him a big Solid. shout out, big shout out at uh, Game Rant. <laughs> he says rumor or leak is the only only as good as the source. With many rumors or leaks dying at this point, the existence of upcoming Bloodborne upgrade, at least this time around, comes from Souls Hunt. I feel like I've, they're doing something with the name and I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> who previously leaked Stranger Paradise Final Fantasy Origin prior to its reveal. For many, this is at least means the original source is credible enough, but it's been more layered than that. Souls Hunt. The leak of a Bloodborne PS5 upgrade is uh, supposedly backed by a 4chan user named Demon Knight. Demon Knight is a leaker that originally discussed Bloodborne prior to its prior, uh, proper reveal, but there's no actual proof that Demon... Yeah. Demon Knight mm-hmm. is I feel like it's missing a letter and I want to say like Demon Knight. Or it Demon definitely Knight. is missing the letter. <laughs> is that Demon Knight? Demon Knight, in other words, because of Soul Soul Hunt's leak, it's believable that the Bloodborne PS5 upgrade is in the works. However, the details of it, which all comes from Demon Demonite, are the big question marks here. Demonite offers no exist or evidence of the identity or their claims. And that's a big strike against this leak. Not to mention, it's not likely that Souls Hunt's mentions of it was ever meant to be conflated with the Demonites. But we got Bloodborne Hunter's Edition's features. And they are as follows. No. <laughs> it does sound like... like <laughs> They, they include things on the list that sound like they shouldn't be on the list. Uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. It doesn't make much sense. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to read them anyways for for purposes. But it says no new levels, no changes to chalice dungeons, no bosses or <laughs> no new bosses or enemies, uh, <laughs> expanded Kane, Hearst, Castle and Cathedral Ward levels, three new right hand weapons, the Kane, Hearst flail, the cold blood coil and the Coast Placenta. Cos. Cos. Three new left-handed weapons, the Cosmic Revolver, the Impact Rifle, and the Great One's Touch. Choice of quality mode. I like the sound of those. <laughs> the Great One's Touch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Choice of quality mode of 30 frames per second, 4K ray tracing, or performance mode 60 frames per second, 1440p upscaled to 4K. That's what everybody's going to play on this game. That's no, the one. Yeah, that's the one everybody's been asking for. So nobody's playing this in 30. Get out of here. 
NPC lip syncing. Didn't know that was a, a problem. That's uh, a big thing, I guess. <laughs> Q, QOL updates. So quality of life. Colorblind filters, improved loading times, remappable controls, area warping without visiting the dream, and more. So after that, what do you what's your input? Do you think this is this is a thing that's gonna gonna happen? Still or? I still want to stick to it's not. <laughs> uh one thing, I don't think there's gonna be remappable controls, because I don't remember if any of the other Souls games had that. Well, yeah, console-wise. Um, area warping without visiting the dream, I, that sounds a little out there. Through loading times, they definitely need. Uh, the MVC lip-syncing, I think that's because no one's mouth actually moves when they talk. See them. <laughs> so. I never paid it no mind. It's been quite a while since <laughs> my, my little bit of Bloodborne that I did play. I, I don't recall... I was trying to think. I was like, "Do they in that one? Is that a come to think of?" I, I feel like the, the souls don't. Yeah, I feel like it's just like you're hearing people's thoughts. Yeah, yeah. Like kind of like in that aspect, but I feel like you're right. I don't feel like they. I don't feel like there's lip syncing. The um expanded uh, Kanehurst and Cathedral Ward. I, I I don't remember if there was cut content from that that they found, but that just sounds random you know not add new bosses but they're going to add new places for this unless that's where they're talking about putting these weapons you know yeah. where you would get those very possible uh, the weapons sound awesome I'm, I'm cool for that I happen to actually be wearing my Cthulhu shirt today so that that evens out <laughs> didn't plan that if only we could watch you in a uh, you know full 1080p right now with this Cthulhu <laughs> shirt. Uh, you know, We're working on it. Fans, fans might go wild. <laughs> in, in the works. <laughs> um, but like you said, that performance mode—that's where everybody's going to play it with the 60 frames because that's the only thing that everyone that's a Bloodborne player has been asking forever. <laughs> it's just to have it in 60 frames. Yeah. Well, there's. I mean. I, well, you play Demon Souls, so when you play the the you know the fidelity versus the performance, it is it is so noticeable in that game. Oh, yeah. like it's like it's disgustingly noticeable. <laughs> like like the game looks so beautiful. I think in either mode, quite honestly. But if you play it in fidelity after you've been playing like for an hour in the performance mode, it is it is it is god awful. Like that is not yeah, playable. You, uh, <laughs> you're really behind on a lot of your hits and and dodges. Yeah. It's completely different. Yeah. Like it's like you just changed the difficulty level for that game by switching that. Right. And it's like, because I did the I did the same exact thing with Spider Man when I played the PS5 Spider Man, the first one, the 2018 version. But I played it, you know, for a while in 60 on the performance ray tracing mode thing they had on there, which is pretty cool. Uh, but I switched it back, like, because I wanted to really get the full grasp of what the city looked like on top of the buildings and stuff with the the 4K and all that. And I got into like this, you know, this, this street street fight with some some thugs, and uh, <laughs> they were they were beating me to the ground like I wasn't Spider Man. 
because I just my timing was it was just it was so disgustingly awful timing the dodges that I just I, like I was like I can't I, I got to restart the game like I had to re, I got to change the mode and just start over because it's just I can't I can't function yeah because your your muscle memory was already getting used to the yeah it was, the sixty frames it was terrible and I'm completely content with fourteen forty p you know that, yeah, that, that, yeah. that looks that looks fantastic and I don't think people. Were, give that enough glory. Um, I mean, none of them, like most of us, well, let's be honest now, we're not playing this on an 80, 90 inch TV where 4k and you gotta, <laughs> you gotta sit a certain distance from it. The, the graph, the pixels per, per decimal inch or whatever it is. And, um, you know, you know, a lot of people are playing on gaming monitors, 1440 P on a monitor at 27 inch or 25 inch or whatever the monitor size is. It looks fantastic. Uh, right. Like you won't even be able to probably notice the difference on some of these games. And I would do it just personally for the 60 frames per second, regardless. Uh, I never, th- I never knew I was a performance sucker until I uh, experienced it. And now I don't know. I don't know what life is without that. You just don't know what you like <laughs> anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, I meant to tell you, I actually noticed it when I changed it in uh resident evil eight. Like, I almost switched it back. I ended up keeping it in the with the ray tracing and everything. But when it dropped it, I was like, hmm, it's kind of weird. Mm. It was a little off, a little icky, but <laughs> little I kept icky. it. I ran with it. A little yeah. smeary, a little. Uh, yeah. Get that clunky feel when you turn too fast. Yeah. Yeah. Like everything else flies to the side with you at like a second after you turn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, you know, I think this is something they should do. I don't see why PlayStation hasn't capitalized on a Bloodborne Complete Edition or Hunter's Edition or Director's Cut for for crying out loud. Um, Yeah, it's it's probably been one of the most, if not the most requested out of it. Even to have a PS5 update, too, like that was almost a, you know, oh, it's definitely going to happen when they do that. It only made sense just because the community for this is still huge. Yeah, no, Bloodborne is, I mean, it's still claimed to be one of the best PS4 games. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's, it's quite surprising that this has been at the, the back of the list for upgrades. I don't. I'm not following Sony's business plan, uh, as you see on this this year episode. I'm not, not following it. <laughs> they don't make a lot of sense on some of the stuff that they do. They can do a lot of really good stuff and then just complete sideways. Completely sideways. else. <laughs> It's a shame, though, because I feel like some of these decisions would be quite easy. Like, these are easy decisions to make. You know, quit quit mooching everybody's dollars. Give everybody freaking Ghost of Tsushima for $10, $10 or $20 for the season pass hat on stuff. Let them be happy. You know, give them, give them Bloodborne 100th edition without charging them, you know, probably real souls. Uh, you know, I don't understand. Yeah, yeah, the real <laughs> souls that they've collected. Yeah, I mean that's probably what it's going to take for the to get this edition for uh, at least. Whatever. That's a shame. Well, it was what Blood Echoes I think was uh, the currency. Yeah, Echoes. Yep. So you'll have to probably collect some some real world Echoes. Yeah, for you to be able to trade for some of that uh, yeah. cost plus center. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very um, fitting name. Very fitting. Anyways, any final thoughts on uh, Bloodborne? 
hope it happens. <laughs> Probably <laughs> won't, but yeah, I feel like it's, it's de- the- you know. Oh, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I was ju- I was just gonna say here's to hoping, but yeah. you know, I, f- I feel I do feel like it's a matter of time. Like this is going to happen eventually. It's just when, because I mean, and and it might even come to PC, but I don't see them doing that before they 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 obviously take care of console first. And there's no way PC is going to get a, a 60 frames 4K version or 1440p version before their console, because people would be so livid, so livid if that happened. Yeah, they barely want to put uh, what Demon Souls that had PC on it when they first showed it and then took it away. Yeah. You know, no, they got, we didn't take that. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> they pulled a Nintendo on that. And they got a couple souls likes uh, coming up. Um, well, Elden Ring. And that's a big one coming up January. And then they got the Final Fantasy Origins ordeal. Don't know where that falls in, in the in the love of things here. But Elden Ring is a massive release. And. I don't know where this would fall if they planned on releasing a Hunter's Edition. What What do you think? It would. I would think before that they want to get it out before that releases. Yeah, like, I mean the the hype level for a, a from software game or whatever or Souls like games or any of that is is like super high right now. Like people are really after these type of games. Yeah, they they do really well now. Uh, they're a little more well known, and they've actually got it's it's almost moved from a niche title to it's got its own genre now. Yeah, oh for sure, the it's definitely established a genre. I mean, it's just like a roguelike, you know. That's you know all all because of one game. Now there's a whole genre based on like roguelike games. So yep, and then your Metroidvania, Metroidvania, thing. Absolutely. And souls, souls like games are, it's definitely a real thing at this point. I mean, even indie titles are starting to make their own spinoffs of souls games. So there's nothing wrong with that though. Nothing wrong with that. This uh, just has to be real, which I'm going to go ahead and say it's probably not. <laughs> I'm going to say it's probably not coming anytime soon, but I feel like they're, they're definitely going to make a bloodborne PS five thing and i just don't know when or why they haven't at this point it can't be unless they're they're working on a sequel and they want to release it before a sequel like when they announce that in tandem like, oh, or and something. also yeah this is coming out but also this is coming out sooner very possible i don't know their their marketing strategy with this you know i mean all they got to do is say it's 60 frames and everybody's gonna buy it they don't even need extra content like, they don't even need it. Well, story number five. Not PlayStation related or kind of. Oh, it's both. Everybody related. <laughs> the Witcher three next gen console update will include DLC items inspired by the live action Netflix series. Hmm. 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 Andy oh, wait, you know, you know, CD project had to get in here a little bit. You know, get a little action in here somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> we haven't <laughs> talked about it in a week or two. They need Thank some you. kind of good. <laughs> but uh, Andy Robinson at VGC said during a live stream event held on Friday, developer CD Projekt Red reiterated that the PlayStation 5, PC and Xbox Series X slash S version of Wild Hunt is still planned for release. 
this year will be available as a free upgrade for owners of last gen version. I don't know what free means. I don't know what you <laughs> yeah, free, <laughs> free upgrade. Netflix DLC items, however, are not will not be exclusive to the PS5, PC and Xbox Series X S update and will be available also available to PS4, Xbox One and Switch players. The CD, uh, CD project also shared updated cover art for the next gen console update, which you can see. Nope. Can't see it on the, the thing I'm reading to you all to, on the audio. That's for sure. That mm. up for myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you can find this this article on on video game chronicles. The people that want to see the cover art, but to continue the next gen edition of the Witcher three will be released as a standalone purchase for PC, Xbox series, XSS and PlayStation five. And as a free up- upgrade for place to our players who already own the game on PC, Xbox one and PlayStation four, the PS five and Xbox series X slash export is being developed externally by Saber interactive, the studio behind the Witcher three Nintendo switch port, which was acquired by THQ Nordic parent embracer earlier this year. Speaking about the next-gen PC version of September 2020, CD Projekt VP of Business Development, Mikhail Nowakowski told investors it would include and provide visual quality and additional features. There'll be a patch adding visual quality and a few extra features. And of course, we're not going to charge people for a patch. It's something that we're going to download and it'll be upgraded to their game, upgrade their experience, but we're not going to ask them for extra money, he said. If you have your game on PC, you'll download an update and the game will continue to cost what it currently does on PC. We consider it an upgrade of the currently existing game. And also I wanted to include, but The Witcher Season 2 premieres on Netflix December 17th. Yay, that's good news though. Yeah, no, it's going to be, I think that's going to be a well-rounded series on Netflix. For and, and, you know, you didn't even have to play the game to really fall into the, the lure of the the world in that in that show and i think they did a good job with it it's what that starts way like around the time of the first one uh, if, if i remember correctly i think you're right but like you know even even for me I, I really don't know the story of the witcher in depth enough to explain it or try to understand it i'm with I, you i got i got into this i got into the series real late and i i know my bits and pieces but there's and things. it's also based off the books too, so absolutely, that's another whole. Yeah, that's another whole thing. And it's like I catch things in the sh- in the show that I feel like I I know a reference to, but I'm not familiar enough. But uh, you know, you can play The Witcher three for thirty hours and not barely interesting, you know, do anything. So it's a big game, yeah. ambitious game, and still still claim to be one of the best RPGs. Uh, and now they got their own series, new free next gen upgrade, you know. CD Projekt, you know, they're, they're doing it right. They're doing it right for this. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad they're making one of their games good, you know? Hmm? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're trying. <laughs> I mean, I don't I couldn't imagine the backlash they would be if they were like, ah, we're putting out this copy and it's, it'll cost this much more. I just <laughs> all reality, good on them. For doing <laughs> they just need the money to fix cyberpunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That was great. Uh, are you going to check this out? I guess it's the question. Is this good enough to bring you back to The Witcher 3? I th- I think this will give me a reason to actually try and finish this now <laughs> for like the third or fourth time. Because <laughs> I've restarted it so many times. 
I would have to restart it if I did play it because I have I have, I have no idea <laughs> where I'm at in that game. It's a uh, but that's cool. They're adding in um, things from the show and just the extra content and the visual upgrades that they're going to be doing. It will probably be uh, ooh, what's a good word? Astounding. Yeah, we'll go with that one. Mm. I mean, the original game is looks very very good. Yeah, yeah, it looked uh, it looked swell. I thought on PS4, you know, during that time, it even holds up. Like now, even as old as it is, it still holds up. Yeah, I'm trying to think what else released around that time. Do you do you recall? I can't. Around the Witcher, um, <sighs> what year did the Witcher come out? I guess is the first question. I could tell you. <laughs> yeah, let me, hit me hit me with that. Maybe I could I could get us a little closer. Be giving you an educated guess with my. Uh, Limited knowledge of nothing. May 18th, 2015. 2015. So PS4 and Xbox came out 2013. So we're looking at. Is that like uh, Dying Light? Dying Light, maybe? The same year. Okay, Bloodborne released before that in March. Uh, Metal Gear released that year, uh, Metal Gear 5. Mm we got oh grand theft auto released that year grand theft auto 5 is that on pc <laughs> really, no the pc it, version sorry it released again <laughs> <laughs> uh what else we got oh undertale came out but that was pc uh divinity Ooh, mario kart 8 dlc pack 2 huh Man, that, that oh my, that just really uh. I, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to do it. DLC I pack mean, two in twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen. Yeah, shovel knight. Just take me off topic. It's fine. We need to continue. Yeah. And I like shovel knight. Shovel knight's great. T- great game. Sh- shovel knight was good. Um, that's about most of the big stuff. Uh, Majora's Mask three D on the three DS. Yeah, that's true. I had a hard time getting into that one. Hard time getting into that. That one's too difficult. It's definitely different. It's just tough. I feel like you had a. I feel like you need almost a walkthrough to get through that game. Yeah. I mean, I was I was struggling. Like I, I played the intro to that game a lot. <laughs> and somebody getting the flute, and then the flute, and you need to like stop time and like rewind time, and it's just I don't know. I, I didn't partake too much of that. Anyways, Witcher though, compared to GTA five, you know, that would look pretty pretty swell at the time. Uh I mean GTA people still play GTA five lividly, so that just yeah, goes that, to show. The reason that people still play it is what's funding six to be made, which is why it's so far out that they're just taking all the time and money from it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're milk that that's that's the second best selling game of all time. Like that has to be so much revenue that's been earned through Rockstar in that game. It's just unbearably unbelievable. Billions. I mean, there's billions of dollars. Blows my mind. You know, and the only other game to, to triumph that is Minecraft. But I mean, look at how many consoles and stuff that's been on and and how many the people have accessed it and played it. And, you know, it's just, it's really mind blown that mm-hmm. Grand Theft Auto is even that high up you know this is just a i don't know it's just it's hard to believe 
I Am Bread also came out that year. That's a great game as well. And there was a lot more than what I read. The, I only skimmed the big ones. There was a yeah. bunch of. I'm glad. I'm glad. I am Brad made that. Uh, the list of big game releases. <laughs> oh, then, no, that was B scrolling through. Oh. Um, <laughs> Titan Souls. That was a. That was a fun game. If you ever played it, little yeah. indie. That's a indie Souls game. There you go, indie Souls game. All the way back from 2015. Yeah. So I did want to bring up uh, our last thing here. Uh, State of play from Sony. And kind of review what they they covered, and maybe cover talk about some things that maybe interest you. So, they have. Uh, let's see. We'll start at the top. So you got Moss Book Two. I don't know if you ever emerged yourself in the the VR world of Moss. I did not have a VR to do that. That was one I wanted to try. I thought it was looked pretty cool. At least it reminded me of the old books. Um, what were they called? Mouse guard. Uh, am I getting that right? Mm. Tell you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can kind of agree with you there. It's more like playing like through a fairy tale kind of thing. I, I only played the demo of it. I didn't attach myself too too deeply with it just because at the time I was looking for like a little bit more thrill out of the VR and you're kind of playing you kind of see it in like a three-dimensional space the character you're playing and you kind of drive them around the level maybe like Astrobot I guess maybe a a good reference was Moss a launch launch VR it might have been I know it's been out you know quite a while 2018 was the release for this. I'm not quite sure when the VR came out. That was only uh, I don't feel like it was numbers. that yeah. early. VR was 2016. So a couple couple years after. It's still a huge title though. I mean this is still quite frequently on the top charts for VR. But I'm sure uh, people are probably pretty excited for this. Uh, it's a fun. It was yeah, a they, neat. They let off with it. What's that? I was saying they where they let off with it. So. Oh yeah, they must absolutely. have a pretty big fan base for that. Yeah. Yeah, and compared to the people that have VRs, you know, probably most of them probably own this game. True. So it was bundled. Uh, I know with a lot of VR sets when when they started doing those. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think it was right on that because I think every VR came with a demo disc and this was the one, one of the ones that are advertised. Which is pretty neat. You know, there was really pushing it. Uh They also showed for the second game. I think there was like nine games in total or something like that. But the second game was a multiplayer experience called Arcade Geddon. I don't know if you seen the trailer for this or if you uh, did but i kept mixing it up with something else i need to you know I i'm not I, this game i think is on the playstation store for 20 bucks you know not a bad deal it's a multiplayer experience um a game put out by ilphonic 
you know, but if you look at the a lot of the the gameplay of this, it it, it has a very distinct. I feel like they I won't say stole. They they definitely took inspiration <laughs> from Fortnite. Uh, That's what the, I was going to the, say. The, the way the numbers pop when you shoot people and the color scheme and graphical style. Um, Styles of the weapons. They kind of look pretty similar. Yeah, weapons. Uh, the maps all kind of gave me like a Splatoon-y feel. Uh, very cartoony. Uh, kind of like punkish, I guess, maybe. Yeah. Very vibrant. A yeah. lot of graffiti and colors. Yeah. You know, I feel like if you took them games and made some kind of, you know, hybrid child out of it, it would it would be, it would definitely <laughs> be this. That's what would be pooped out. It would it would poop something <laughs> very similar to this. Uh, you know, not 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 opposed to it. I mean, I, I don't know what the gameplay is like or anything like that. I'm just going completely off aesthetics and what the game presents itself as says it's a kaleidoscope allele <laughs> that's a word they made up uh that chaotic loot based shooter yeah i think yeah i think when you kill people uh you pick up their equipment kind of like just like fortnite and then hmm. uh but there's no building i don't think it's more arena based i don't think it's uh how many players i don't think it's a huge thing of players either Yeah, I think it was in the twenties, wasn't it? Maybe thirty. Yeah, it wasn't nothing as as massive. Which you know, that probably helps queue times by tremendous. So it might be yes. a it might be a quicker, funner experience, to be quite honest. These battle royale games, man, who wants to sit there for freaking five minutes waiting for the reach a hundred players? <laughs> no one, because no one has patience for that. No. You just want to play. I mean, some people have limited time, you know. They're not trying to sit there and waste all their time in lobbies. They want to use their time and uh, enjoy it while they got it. But, you know, but is this, this, this strike your fancy at all? Uh, I'm, I want to see more on it. I'm right there or, with you. And I don't know, I guess, well, it's early access, so I don't know. I'll, I'll need to actually do a little research into it. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm not as much on the, like usually shooter sides as much anymore. Yeah, I've gotten out of it, uh, especially competitive shooting is even lower on I think my that's list. What I mean, more, <laughs> more so. Yeah, like I, I don't mind like an like an RPG shooter or FPS RPG or something. Uh, even fast paced shooting games, you know, I still play occasionally. Not, not definitely, definitely not my first pick off the shelf. Just because, you know, it's stressful. It's just a stressful, stressful genre. It is. It is, especially added in the competitive side of it. it amps it up. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what I want. Everybody's mad at you. <laughs> All the time. You can't do nothing correctly in an online base game. <laughs> You're in there trying to have a. A relaxing time you've been yeah. worked all day you're like ah, i want to sit down for maybe an hour <laughs> yeah let me play this shooting game and then the next thing you know you got a whole 360 scope montage of you on youtube getting freaking sniped that's, that's exactly what i want like this yeah so- messages from people telling you how you should go uh throw your system out the window yeah. uninstall now yeah <laughs> please uninstall yeah yeah they tell you you made a mistake for waking up today and you're like thanks i <laughs> thanks. needed that 
Thanks. I really uh, needed the, the boost of uh, confidence today. Thank you. Guess I'll uninstall this game forever. <laughs> <laughs> why, why does it got to be like that? Does, does it have to be uh, like that? You know, well, I guess it doesn't have to, but that's how people want it. So, yeah. <laughs> well, why? <laughs> like, no, we're not going there. We're just going to leave it alone. Yeah, it's a whole nother. Yeah, back to the state of play. <laughs> Tribes of Midgard is uh, the next game they showed. It launches uh, Action RPG, Norsefell Games. Launches on July 27th. Uh, this game's more like a uh, Diablo-style game, it looked, from the trailer. This one did it for me. I was See, interested in this one. This is the one that people are saying... There you got mixed feelings on mainly because of the art style and the abuse of the Norse mythology background lately. Ah, uh, uh, true. It has been a lot lately. But, you know, I think this one either hits or doesn't hit as soon as you see the gameplay. Which I'm not opposed to. Uh, it kind of looks like you're playing graphically. It kind of looks like you're playing uh like the walking dead telltale series, but as a, yeah. like a, a hack and yeah. slash. Iso isometric kind of game. Chip, you know, not, not terrible. No, I don't mind. What, what's, what's your thoughts? I'm into it. I, I do like the style of it. It's just visually it's, it's different. It, it, maybe that's why, because it's not your normal. doesn't look like, you know, your regular Diablo clone or anything like that. It's got a little bit of different art style and, still looks like it uses some of the same setups, same class type things that you can do weapons mm. runes for your power ups, which it talks about some of them. It's got a, it's going to have seasons. It looks like also similar to Diablo. It looks Different very things as well. Yeah, it looks very fast paced. Uh, it looks, uh, it looks enjoyable. I, I definitely say that just watching gameplay. It says it's up for two to ten players. I think that could be pretty chaotic for this style of game. Uh, let's see what else they got here. Yeah, it's a big change up from what a max of four, possibly. Usually, yeah. I think Diablo's definitely always been four. Looks like they got a saga mode, which is story driven, and they also have an endless survival mode. That could be like a challenge based thing or something. But it looks interesting. Uh, July 27th, pretty close, not too far away now. Is this something launch ready for you or are you going to sit on it? Uh, I might sit on it. I'm going to keep my eye on it, though. It just depends on what it develops into, I guess, more so. Right. But I like what they've shown so far. That that one, that was one of the few that interested me in this like trailer. Now, they kind of get me on this, the season one part the wolf saga i i guess they're going to be breaking this down into maybe like kind of like diablo did with different seasons i don't i don't know yeah how that what that means yet and that that kind of makes me curious on how deep the content is at release true i wasn't sure when reading that if that was actually is it going to be an early access game or will it release with that and it gives you this but it doesn't look like it's too far apart for when they're going to be adding more stuff, because that's July 27th. Well, that's new. So that's yeah. the... I'm sure it's already in beta then. That's for yeah. early access people. Yeah, they got this little bit of a content roadmap down here on the link, if you click on it. But uh, 
It says September 2021 mid-season update, and obviously it don't give any details. Then uh, season two will begin November 2021, and it'll be a new saga. So maybe some kind of like seasonal kind of past thing. I don't know where it's going. Hopefully it'll be free in there just running as it is. Yeah, I would just add I feel like that would be the way to go. And I hope but the, if it does the style of uh oh, what's the the one that's the free to play uh Diablo style that it's actually still running. Mm. Boy. <laughs> I have it installed on here because I'll tell you, so I don't have to look it up, try to remember. <laughs> Diablo style. Pillars of Path of Exile. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you. And that's a, that's a what, what do you call it? Um, where it updates as it goes. Uh, how Fortnite and all the other battle rails uh, do. Well, it live, just adds contact. Live, live service. service. There you yeah. go. <laughs> Maybe it'll be something like that where they just add stuff as you go. I hope that's what it is. I hope it's not like, I hope it's not a like battle pass deal I, f- I hope it's just saying seasons and we're adding this content per season yeah that'll break me if it's a pass that you have to pay yeah. for to do the other things and yeah absolutely but they're not... smarter than that right yeah yeah <laughs> maybe <laughs> well this is a different studio Norsefell. uh I'm, I'm not super familiar with them so i will give them a chance definitely give them a chance Tribes of Midgard, July 27th. Then we got Fist, Forged, and Shadow Torch. This one, uh, let's check it out, shall we? It looks like Biomeat right, right, right off the bat. <laughs> yeah. Got this uh, nice grumpy bunny. Grumpy bunny. <laughs> oh, man, that just reminded me of that. Uh, was it that oh, gosh, what did that? At a Doritos commercial? I hope it's not what I'm thinking. Oh, no, it is what I'm thinking. <laughs> it's the kickstart. Mountain Dew kickstart. Is it? With the, the puppy. Yeah. Puppy, oh, no. puppy monkey puppy baby. Puppy monkey baby. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's where my brain went first, too. I just didn't want to uh, say it. I didn't want to put yeah. that on you. You didn't want to put it on me? Puppy monkey baby. Puppy monkey baby. It's, it's a great. This <laughs> it's is a, a weird. Very iconic commercial. <sighs> I'll, uh, let's see what we got here. TI Games. Fist Forged in the Shadow Torch. September 7th, PS5 and PS4. I'm trying to grasp what this gameplay is. Uh, a hard time to decipher. Uh, side-scrolling platformer is what it says. Side-scrolling platformer. Like the cinematics look very, very three-dimensional. And, oh, I, I see now. Yes. Yep. So this has a very uh, odd world look. I get odd world vibes out of this. You know what? You're right. It does have that. Uh, but much. I guess uh, it's got a lot of steampunk. Steampunk. Yeah. To it. Much more combat than odd world for sure. <laughs> combat looks flashy. I like it. Ooh. You got to really check this trailer out. But they, uh, it's got like an arcadey approach as well. Kind of digging it. Kind of digging it. 
do enjoy a good platform or two. Um, yes. I feel like that's where the roots of everything lie somewhere to everybody's gaming is a platformer. Uh, September 7th or S- September 7th. Yeah. Jeez. Mm. September 7th, twenty nine ninety nine, And you get 10% off if you're a PlayStation plus member. Hey, that's cool. That's a little something, something. Is this, uh, how, how does this, uh, this might be a do for you. This might be a be a day one for me. This is, oh, Maybe day one for very you. Very interested. Oh, very interested. That's, uh, it's just different. It's nice to see something a little bit different. Not your typical hero. That's definitely <laughs> definitely has a rabbit head and like people hands. Yes. Now that I'm looking at it, and I'm very confused by that. <laughs> you see <But>. that. <laughs> <laughs> But he's carrying around uh, a giant arm on the back of him that has a huge fist on it. So that's cool. It's a little pounder. Yeah. Not even little. I mean, why I use that as a, a an adjective? It's just. Yeah, no, he's definitely uh, he's just putting the work in with that hammer fist on his back. It is very it looks like hands. it's going to have different weapons, too. Yeah. Like uh, more different, different ones. Yeah. That yeah, looks very. I'm interested. I got you. Day one, day one for you. I I didn't see that. I didn't. I possibly, possibly. I don't. Don't make me backtrack it. I couldn't I'm gonna say it. <laughs> <laughs> if you said, "Hey, what game in here do you think I'm going to buy day one?" I don't think I would have said Fist, Forged, <laughs> and Shadow Torch. <laughs> but I'm maybe happy. I was feeling bad that I said Tribes of Midgar was a maybe, and <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy that you settled on this so early and. uh in the in the cycle here this is there's know, an get, exception for when we get further <laughs> down but this one i'll I'll just stick with it sure <laughs> i'm not gonna backtrack absolutely so i heard a lot of backlash about this one and nobody knows what what this game is but it's called hunter's arena legends uh <laughs> yeah. this this is the one that is really catching fire on social media and everybody doesn't doesn't really want it to exist apparently This is really asking for my birthday to watch the trailer. Do you do you know what I thought it was when it first came out? I was excited. Uh, I uh, maybe like a smite or something like that. I well, I thought it was like Dynasty Warriors. Mm. Like cool. Oh yeah, but smite. Yeah, I could see like the beginning of the trailer. It's such a weird like mix of stuff. I mean, I'm glad they're trying something new because it's like a a battle royale slash a PVE slash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we this game is put out by Mantisco. I guess I believe that's how you say their studio. Uh, this is PS5 footage they showed at the State of Play. Let's hey, see. Pretty. It says uh, one of a kind melee battle royale. Hunters who must fight deadly demons as well as each other to survive. You must master skills of sword play and martial arts to defeat everything that tries to claim your life. So grab your sword and brace yourselves as we take a deeper look into the threats that are lurking in the dangerous and mythical world of Hunters Arena. Hunters Arena is a fight your way through 30 other players and prove yourself in a deadliest hunter you must always pan. Plan out strategies before diving straight into the action. 
I, I don't know. I don't like that sentence. Just plan out strategies before driving straight into the action. Like it's an action game or a strategy game. Just don't, I don't like the way it p- pans out. I just that. I'm trying to figure out like the combat. Do you have, do you pick from different heroes or characters to, you know, go in as, do they have special abilities for each different one? I want to say yes to that. I feel like this would have to be like a hero based. I mean, heroes arena. I mean, Hunter's Arena, gosh, yeah. I blew the name out of freaking everything. Well, it sounded good. It made sense. Hero, Heroes I Arena. I went with you. <laughs> that you were just saying it is a genre. I was like, yeah, that, that works. It sounds like a, a cheesy mobile game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hunter's Arena Legends. Oh, what else we got here? Oh, okay, you better choose 17 different hunters. Okay. Uh, I just have to read, and then that makes things easier, I guess. Okay. <laughs> Just, just, just read the material, man. It's right there. No, let's, let's try. It is right in front of my face. Close range hunters can deal a great amount of damage if you manage to close the gap between you and the enemy. A few of them even have abilities to pull enemies towards them or create shockwaves that draw enemies to a spot. Long range hunters are perfect to, for kiting enemies from a distance. However, even though projectiles deal large damage, it require practice to perfectly land them in a fast paced fight. You can play solo, trio, and tag match. Uh, right now, I don't know, you know, this I'm definitely these these outfits these guys are wearing in this trailer really get me. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> a disco ball, a disco star. <laughs> I don't know what it. I don't know what it is. Uh, I wish I could explain it better. I feel like it wants to be a battle royale. It wants to be. Like a MOBA, a I mean, MOBA Dynasty Warriors kind of thing. Uh, the the three v three sounds like it's going to work more than anything else. Like, yeah, I don't know because it sounds like the the players are going to have a lot. You can mix their abilities together since it has ones that can, mm. uh, like abilities like pulling in enemies and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's I usually pretty common for your your MOBA style. Yeah, it's just very heroes. It doesn't classify itself well, and I think they need to work on that before before this launches. Before, before yeah. what's the date? Let me find it. I forgot it already. Did I tell it to you? Um, it's soon, I think, for this one. I don't know. Oh, August third. August third. So, I think they need, to fig- they need to figure out the genre of this game before it comes out. I think uh, advertising it as a battle royale melee brawler. Uh, it's very confusing. I don't. When, when you look at it, it looks like it's an action adventure RPG. Yeah, but it really then, does. Then you start watching it, and it, it has like these Soul Calibur moments, uh, like combat. I don't, I don't understand. I'm not. I'm not there yet. I need and to Dynasty s- Warrior style, uh, like uh, open world like combat. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it's doing. You have these moments where you're battling multiple people, then it looks like you're playing. Like I said, it's like Soul Calibur. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll come back to that. <laughs> right now, uh, hype level's low. Low. <laughs> so you're you're not a day one on this, is what you're telling. Uh, this is this this unless might it's free. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's still. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I have the time. Is what I'm saying. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Endeavor into Very hundreds. Busy. Hunter's Arena of Legends. <laughs> <laughs> but next, this is this is one I think we're both going to agree on, but Sifu, 
Um, uh, upsettingly is delayed to 2022. But this is the game where it's like a melee roguelike, I think. Uh, Slow Clap is the company. I thought you were telling me to slow clap, <laughs> slow clap for him being Sir, delayed. You slow clap for <laughs> Sifu now. <laughs> That's what I thought you were saying. Yeah, delayed to 2022. Uh, basically the polished game, which is a good sign. You know, they're taking time just to make it look extra classy. That makes sense. They they really didn't show off when they first showed it a whole, whole lot. So I felt like it did have a lot more that it needed, but that's good. It's still good. It's good. Uh, it's basically like a beat em up, uh, not a beat em up, not like what you think, like side scrolling beat em up. It's like a melee brawler roguelike game that looks very different. I think this one, this one looks very better. Nah, that's English. Much better than <laughs> some of the very other, better. than the very other better. state of play previews here. True. Yeah, this one has its own. I was really very confused the first time I saw this. I didn't understand. And I thought it was like, do you remember the game Absolver? Yes. It reminded me of that, but this looks like it has a lot more meat and potatoes. That's a good one. We'll go with that. Meat and taters. (laughs) Yeah, this actually looks like it's got a little bit to it. And the whole... um, you age every time you die, I think is what the concept of it was. Absolutely. And they explained that a little more. I looked up, uh, I looked it up a little bit about what that meant. And they, they used a philosophy as like a a martial, a mixed martial artist from like Japanese or Asian heritage. Typically the older, older gentlemen of the community or martial arts world were the, like the elders and they also had like the mastery of the skill. So even though you're getting your face pushed in and getting older challenges <laughs> should be getting easier because you're mastering the skill. So it's adjusting that accordingly, uh, which I thought was a very unique uh, concept to like to make the game approachable to a point where they're including the Difficulty adjustment into a mechanic of the game, which is it was quite brilliant, honestly, I think. Yeah, I agree with you. It uh, <laughs> it makes me think of the um, usual thing that you see in anime. There's like this super old feeble man. <laughs> He's wearing like this really long robe and then all of a sudden something happens and he explodes out of the robe. He's ripped more than any of the other people. <laughs> It just ripped head a lot time. of <laughs> a lot of different enemies do that. That uh oh, One Punch Man is one I can think of. The older dude, and he's like one of the most skilled fighters. He's got abs for days. Mm. Like eighty years old. That's like uh Master Roshi off Dragon Ball. <laughs> yeah, he takes that uh tropical shirt off, and he's like this ripped like bodybuilder guy. <laughs> <laughs> like it's ridiculous. It gets me every time. Walking with a cane. Think, uh, <laughs> oh, what's one? Um, Doctor Stone is a one of the old men in the village who was there, like blacksmith and everything. He's like, oh, and then like he gets excited about something and flexes out of his whole robe. He's just standing there in underwear and he's ripped all over the place, mm. <laughs> <laughs> screaming. Ah! That's great. Gosh, anime. 
Anime has um, become super mainstream now. I'm I'm glad it's picking up so uh, much more than than I can remember for when we were in like younger in school. You were almost uh, sh- shunned out of the community for watching some anime. <laughs> Very much. And uh, I'm glad it's it's picking up, and you can you can find it on almost local network channels. Uh, so yeah, I think uh, the Demon Slayer movie that came out was like one of the highest grossing movies in like a really long time yeah yeah no. especially beat beat all the other anime movies that have come out yeah that's crazy and, and they're definitely incorporating that into video games uh, a lot and and now <laughs> i guess we'll talk about it here in a moment but uh sifu where does it sit with you is this uh 2022 is this is this joining your library day one uh i'm interested I can't jump the gun like I did already, because then I'll feel bad, uh, like I did for the for fist. I want to remind you on September seventh, uh, your in depth analysis of Fist Forged and Shadow Torch. Uh, yeah, that if I don't show up to the show with the, <laughs> the full review on it, or if you don't see me on there playing it, yeah, you got to call it his full legal name too. Yeah. Sorry, excuse me. Forged in Shadow Torch. <laughs> um, <laughs> now I'm curious to see where this is going to go when they start showing off a little more. It's all just been like meat slapping sounds and <laughs> slowly getting older every time I see it. But I, I'm interested. I feel like that's where they get me, though. I, I enjoy that. Uh, I want to say this one's going to be my my day one purchase. I, I think Sifu is. Ooh. This is going to be this is going to be me. And, and this is probably a genre that I'm not good at. And it's going to be played and, and, and enjoyed and never beat. And that's where, I, that's where I sit with it. And you're content with it. Very content. Very. Uh, very uh, not saddened by the fact that I won't beat it. <laughs> I'm going to expect that full review about this. Uh, of, of the first couple levels. I got you. Uh, and yeah. game may not see it. Uh, you know, that's just what it is. Unless you're all of a sudden a master, unless you become Sifu itself. I'm going to take a picture of my age of 126, probably. And the game's going to be on (laughs) like very, it's just story driven at that point. And (laughs) (laughs) got to turn the difficulty down. (laughs) It's just awful. uh, (laughs) (laughs) The one where it's like, I'm just here for the story. Yeah, just here for the story. And that might even be a challenge. Fingers just aren't what that they used to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were had that long, long gated game of Factorio, and I, I thought I almost developed Carpal Tunnel in the, the four and a half hours we played. Yeah, so that didn't happen. Your eyes almost fell out. Yeah. It was, uh, I used uh, me being a dumb dumb, being left handed, and, and not remapping some keys on the keyboard correctly for comfort, and not realizing we were going to the marathon uh, multiplayer run of Factorio. Uh, the, the, the happened by accident. <laughs> forearm was in <laughs> in, in, in slight agony <laughs> at the end of the night. I I told myself at least four to five times during that that I was very thirsty and needed to get a drink, and I just kept saying, "After I do one, lay one more uh, conveyor belt, I'll get up and get some." Never happened. Yeah, never happened. <laughs> went to bed dry, just <laughs> cotton mouth. <laughs> <laughs> that's great 
our next game we got the the show here is a show like we're we're hosting a news channel like gosh doing really good to, to, discuss, <laughs> to discuss jet the far shore a game brought to us by who is the maker you know somebody really slacked on this section of the notes and, and just really winging at this point I definitely almost said state of play because that was what it was at the corner of the screen. Well, that's not a it's jet squad. Not the maker. Yeah. This guy works for jet squad. Jet squad. But anyways, jet far shore PS five reveal event. Says they showed us three minutes. It says uh, jet. You play as uh, me, I guess you would pronounce her name in an interstellar explorer as part of a team, hoping that you found a home for their civilization. Uh, so it looks like you explore a planet. You do kind of a no man's sky kind of ordeal. I do believe this game, they talked about like it wasn't a collective thought though. And there was no combat. Uh, where does that lead us though? Like what is the gameplay? What's left after that? <laughs> Uh, I'm curious uh, what that means. And this game looks like it's something I want to enjoy and I want to try. But as much as I look at it, I just could just play No Man's Sky. Yeah, I was going to say it looks. The flying around and the way the menu screens are showing when it's zoomed in on something. The flying around is very bizarre. It almost looks like a arcadey, like space shooter, like the flying around part. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not digging that. I, I, I kind of, and the graphic style, uh, the, the the mass amount of bowl cuts in in this game, it just almost turns me off too. With some of these guys. Flying. I'm trying to figure out what it is. I don't know. <laughs> I guess it's, it didn't really show much, though. I, looks like it's very early on. It looks early on. Uh, it looks like almost like they mix like No Man's Sky with the Outer Wilds. Yeah, uh, that's, with, that's with, like what I would say. Without the compelling looping time travel, tra- like the time loop part. Which is what really sold Outer Wilds. Like you learn, you restart, you learn a little more, you restart. I don't know what so I don't, great music. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't think I think this is definitely gonna be a wait for me. No date on it, it just says this year. Sorry, it'll deploy in twenty twenty one. I'm sure they got compelling reasons. So it says uh, controllers haptic feedback and depth trade to immerse you in the vast world of far shore and its policy of your jet, the nuisance of walking on foot over different types of terrain, the feel of jet as it uh, pounces through aerobatic maneuvers, pull the triggers as you lay on a surge. So it looks like they did some incorporation with the controller, which is good. Um, it looks like you're going to... I don't know. Carefully crafted narrative, uh, open world that explore diversity at your own pace. So 
I don't know. I, I think I'm definitely going to sit on this until they give us something to, to really bite on. I'm not there yet. What do you, what do you say? I'm with you. It says something about, uh, you're racing against the clock. So, uh, I don't know. Give me something, right? I will, I will also wait <laughs> with you. It's going to, going to be a wait for me. See what happens. Uh, well, at least till they show a little more something. Cause they really didn't show a whole lot for this coming out this year, mm. which is fine. Also. I mean, yeah, I feel like this one could have waited as well, though, until maybe closer to uh, maybe the next state of play or, you know, a little bit extra, something to show the next one. Yeah. Uh, but it's there and we know about it now and somebody's excited for it. And, you know, it can't, it, you know, not every game can be uh fist and be a day one purchase. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every game can hold up to a rabbit <laughs> with people hands with giant fist on his back. It's just it's hard to, to, to tackle that and not buy it. <laughs> so Demon Slayer is the next uh, next game that they pre- presented for PS5 October 15th. Is this its whole legal name? Uh, should I? I'm not. I'm not going to uh, do it. I'm not going to do it in injustice by reading that. So <laughs> you can just skip on that one. That, that's fine. Demon, Demon Slayer uh, coming to PS5. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say the the Hinokami Chronicles. Is that that is the the rest of the name? Yeah, that's yeah, that, that that's had, part of it. It's it's the words they put before it. Uh, Kimetsu no Yaba. Yeah, that's what I would have gone with. That sounds right. Absolutely. I'm glad. Uh, but just Demon Slayer. Is- <laughs> Demon Slayer. It's very, it's a lot of words for a title. And this is probably going to be the most anime thing I'm going to see this year. And I don't know. What do you, what do you say? Is this something that typically uh, toots your horn? Or I don't usually um, play into them. And I actually haven't watched this series yet. It's on my list of many other things. Uh, but it does look how your, you know, typical other, uh, anime games usually go. It, it looks sort of like, um, how the Naruto and Dragon Ball games usually play out. Sort of looks like the open arena style. Mm. To me, at least from what I saw. Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty. It looks very anime. Uh, Trying to get some combat uh, gameplay here. It's very. Hmm, trying to think of a descriptive word that's not. Anime. Yeah, <laughs> anime. It, it really has a uh, like almost a, a Xenoverse vibe. Um, OK, kind of not as open world. This looks like it's arena based, but flashy, very flashy, very fast paced. Not not doesn't look terrible. Like uh, the gameplay looks very intuitive and and interesting. It doesn't quite look as hack and slashy as I had in pictured. It looks like you might be some technicality in there that might be required. The art style is very nice, so it does look pretty close to what I've seen of show previews as well. Right. Yeah, I don't know the authenticity of the graphics to the show. I've never seen the show. 
but it's definitely it's different than what you normally you know some of your older ones it's it's a little more clean and uh, you can almost see like the uh not brush strokes in the drawings but it's very mm, yeah yeah very I get clean. yes no i agree i think the graphical style looks on par for what it's trying to be i think that's that's definitely a win for it uh <laughs> you just cut that thing's head off yeah <laughs> the dude the dude running naruto style with the the, the boar head thing that really had me that had me going <laughs> that's that's what yeah that if they were going to sell me a game that was that was the correct way to do it and i applaud them <laughs> uh but you know it says you enjoy various character skills controllability maneuverism and dialogue featured in the solo play mode um trying to find some key key points here it says solo mode uh i guess it's there's episodes. Players will take control over two characters. Uh, let's see. You got a versus mode as well. So October 15th, Demon Slayer, PS5. Is this going to be sitting on the shelf by Fist, Forged in Shadow Torch? Or, or, uh, we, or you I stick like, around for the anime I- first? <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, unless I watch that before then. <laughs> which I don't think I'll probably end up getting to it by then still, because, you know, for whatever reason, I decided to watch all of Naruto in its entirety. It's very slow edit, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, But it does look good uh, for anyone else that's a big fan of the show and that typically enjoys your uh, anime style of games anyway, based off the. The show is himself. Mm. Looks like it's going to be solid. Yeah, it looks like a, a decent experience. Uh, you know, it could be something. You have to keep your eye peeled on it and see if people are digging it. I know it's, it's going to sell well, probably, for any anime fan, really, that like to, you know, dig into those series and, and really pull out all the content they can out of it. I mean, they can sell me the same Dragon Ball game, even though I know the story's the same in every one of them. So, <laughs> you know, it is what it is at that point. You're going to buy what you buy and you're going to enjoy it. True, true. So, moving along, we got Lost Judgment, which is a upcoming action newer, newer, I guess is how you would uh, appropriately say it. Thriller from the yeah. team behind Yakuza. Sega dropping some some business here. It looks like uh, I heard this one was supposed to be the one to steal the show. It should have been really the headliner. I did yeah, hear uh, some controversy the, the, over this, so it's big anyway. But I heard this was going to be like the last the last entry or something. I don't want to say that too loudly because I know last in the Judgment series. Or? I think so. The Judgment series. Okay. But I'll find more information on that later. But there was something about the Judgment series and it ending or something like that. But anyways, we'll talk about the game that they're presenting. So Sega. Uh, Let's see here. Lost Judgment. Have you dipped into any of these before? Because I haven't. 
Judgment, I haven't, but I've played a good chunk of the Yakuza. Um, And they share, I mean, they share similar style of play and missions and everything. Good old beat-em-ups with a a whole lot of extra stuff in it, though. Mm. It's usually the extra stuff that in the story that sells the rest of the games, too. Like, they have a good bit of humor mixed in with the seriousness. Right. I see some rhythm-based, looks like, (laughs) mini-games here and some motorcycle driving. Uh, that could be something. Looks like you got a little, a little pet uh, dog here. What's it a what kind of dog? Is that? Oh, like a uh, corgi, a Shiba, or oh, I gotta look at him again. I don't, I don't think it's a corgi. I think it's a what do they call him? <laughs> Shiba for some reason. I don't know. I'm not a. I may be making up an animal. So. <laughs> it's a Shiba. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> you know, I, I'm just not. I don't know. It might be the correct uh, analogy for that dog breed. Uh, why did that Google answer give me that? <laughs> Max is the top name for male dogs in the U.S. Nice. Um, no, those. Uh, it's just this a really, one, really fat corgi from the Yakuza games. This one's a little more. You actually do the detective work in it. It's a little yeah. more crime solving. I like that. I like that. Uh, the idea of that. I, I really enjoyed L.A. Noir when that came out uh, from Rockstar forever ago. I thought that was a great game. Yeah, I wish they made more detective games like that. These uh, these games though, and anything in the Yakuza style there are a lot of fun there there's a lot of content in them besides just the main story itself the side missions are great always mm. this actually looks really good i'm uh i own the first one i haven't made it to that one yet to play it but i do own it so i am i am eyeballing this one eyeballing it up i like it mm-hmm. i guess that's going to be a uh wait till you beat the next of uh, the previous entry yeah yeah <laughs> Before I end up with this Monster Hunter Stories 2 situation that we were talking about before <laughs> before we got on here. You just own the game to have it because you'll never play the one before. <laughs> yeah. And then I just never play either one of them because I keep having a, an ongoing panic about which one I should play. Right. Is that a, is that a real problem that a lot of people experience? I wonder because I won't play a game if I haven't played the prior entry. And, you know, I'll, I'll pass like excellent opportunities and like some really good games just because I don't feel like playing the previous one. <laughs> is, that, is that terrible? Like, well, I can't look it up. I can't look it up. I need to play it myself. Exactly. And then you just never do either. Never do either. You know, and there's it's very, very yeah. seldom if I step out of that, out of that uh, livelihood. It is, it's not <laughs> healthy. It's not healthy. <laughs> it, isn't. it doesn't help anyone or yourself. Mm-mm. Still do it though. Absolutely. It's just uh won't do it. So lost judgment. Uh what was our date here? Did I throw you the date? We are looking at September twenty fourth. September twenty fourth, worldwide. Look at that. And this early, is early access, September twenty first. Of course it is because it's on the direct play. Ignore what I said. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think uh, this is probably going to sit well with uh, many people. The graphics look great. I think it looks pretty. I agree. It's good. Sega doing it right. I really like this this screenshot they use for the the article. Uh, just to explain that out loud would be a mouthful. With that skateboard, skateboard one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. These very, very uh, not so kind gentlemen folk. Looks like they're not having a lovely day. Yeah, he can't. Uh, he can't scratch the jeans up. Scuff the jeans. <laughs> He's got to use that skateboard for sweet flight. Uh, <laughs> when you upgrade it to extend your slide distance, you can. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're not going to talk too much on this next game, Death Stranding Director's Cut, uh, September twenty fourth. Yet again, uh, just basically all the same things we mentioned. It does cover the the circuit racing is in the article. Uh, they, they, I did want to mention this is something uh, maybe you might even be interested in, but they're coming out with a the deluxe edition upgrade. Looks like they got some collector stuff in there. Hmm. This is in game items, uh, bonus content. Giving them avatars. Give me them avatars. <laughs> uh just your basic in-game stuff though it looks like yeah 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 i don't have like a uh you're not getting a, a physical sam porter figurine need it and unfortunately that's not not the option but i'm sure you can find one out there uh next game and our final game death loop is this uh have you had enough death loop yet before you played it? Is my question. It's what they're trying to feed you. Uh, but that's oh, go ahead. I was to say the death loop was their big showcase, really. That took the most time from all of them. It was about nine minutes of the what 30 ish minute, yeah, 30 show. minute show. And they, you know, dedicated 30% of it to Arcane's uh, death loop. Which is, you know, curious to me because not only is it a, I, I understand that Sony wants this game to do well, uh, but at the same same time, they're really, you know, helping the opposition. It's, it's a very, very funny predicament that Sony's in with this game. And it's just, I don't know. This is almost like MLB the show being on Xbox. Like, yeah, it's just, I don't know how this plays out in Sony's favor. You know, they're obviously going to make a ton of money on this game. However, they wrote the contracting and the exclusivity, which is, I think we discussed one year, September 2022. Then Xbox gets uh, this game as well. Which I'm sure it'll go. Well, no, it will go go straight to Game Pass. Straight to Game Pass. And, you know, you know, absolutely free. (laughs) Bethesda Softworks being the, the mother company over this and Xbox wants that you know, on their service. But none of that. Now we're not going to talk business and politics because this is a game. This is a show about the, the video games. <laughs> <laughs> We've been doing good, good thus far. Trying uh, to not, not getting too angry at these corporations and just talking about the nitty gritty goodness that uh, they supply us. And 
definitely looks great. I think it looks absolutely phenomenal in the style, the, the graphical, uh, the way they present it. Yeah, this, the, also the, the abilities in the game, very Dishonored-like. Uh, what do you think? Is this something you're going to yeah. put beside Fist or no? <laughs> um, I'm going to, like myself, I'll probably end up waiting for this for the Xbox one. Uh, Ooh, what a sucker. I'm interested in no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I want to, um, I, I want to, personally, I need to see, like, someone play. I want to see full-on gameplay. Because I've still not fully gotten and understood what it is <laughs> myself. <laughs> but I like me, I need more. I need to see it when it actually comes out. I need to see gameplay. I want to see how it works. Different things that you can do. I'll, yeah, I'll definitely end up playing it. In September 2022? <laughs> uh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Tough crowd. <laughs> oh, it depends. It depends. Yeah, most well, likely. I'm not gonna that, lie to myself. It yeah. just depends. Yeah, there's no, there's no room in your life uh, once you purchased uh, Fist, and it's understandable. Yeah, it's really hard to get past, you know. <laughs> but yeah, I, I know the concept of the game is uh, you, you, your job is to assassinate somebody and take out your target. But not only are you the hunter, you're also the hunted at the same time. And it, that's a, a, a live thing always happening in your game, whether it's the AI or invading player kind of in the sense of Dark Souls. So as you're trying to complete your task, so this is the thing that kind of unsells me from this experience because it's not going to always be an enjoyable moment. Uh, as you're trying to complete your task and you're say you're about to pull the trigger on your target, somebody could literally murder you. And uh, you restart that loop and you start all over. And oh, yeah, to, you would go all the way back to the very beginning and assassinate that target again and try it again and again. Now, the only thing that unsells me from this is, you know, there's some absolutely phenomenal gamers out there that are going to take advantage of this system. And you're going to be in a moment where you're you've made it so far in the game and you're an excitement of almost being able to excel past this moment and maybe reach the end or something. And somebody just offs you. And that's going to be like a put the game down moment. And is I, that really going to do it for you? That and, and that's <laughs> going to be the real kicker about how this game works. And they're using this as a mechanic of the game, not just to add on or a bonus feature. This is how the game functions. And uh, that's scary. That's a scary thing. Uh, you know, I would probably play this game offline just so I don't have to deal with that. To be personally honest, uh, I know you can't turn that feature off because it's built in. But I'd much rather deal with the AI than some supreme. Uh, I don't want another montage of Deathloop of me on YouTube as well, getting uh, assassinated. So, where do you stand on that? I'm with you on that because I know that's what would. Uh... Sorry, uh, <laughs> dog was walking in. She's got the cone on her head, <laughs> and then she was looking at the floor, but she had something stuck in the cone. Mm. And she was just dragging it along, smacking it into everything else. It was really getting me. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I really monkey, don't want to be in. The, <laughs> I don't want to be in that montage either. And I know that there's going to be some really good players of this that are going to find ways that they can get you at the worst points when you know 
you know, right there when you're about to do that assassination. They're going to exploit this game. The beginning. <laughs> They're going to exploit it. Hard, and I, I don't look forward to that. That's the one thing that's mm-hmm. off putting about this experience. But I did. But it you, does look interesting. Did, did you play uh, any Dishonored or have you looked into that? I at did. All? I played a I played a good chunk of the first one. I, di- I didn't play any other after that. Yeah. I uh, didn't finish it. Wanted to. That's what that's got. A, it's got a mean twist at the end. You should definitely finish that game. Uh, it's surprising. And both games are actually great. The, the, that series actually was actually super enjoyable for me. I I did beat both of those. But the, the powers you get in this game look very on par with Arcane Studios, let's say. Not just Dishonored as a title. Uh, yeah, the, the way you move around. Definitely. Yeah, and that looks awesome. And the guns, I, I you know, from how they made Dishonored was more of a stealth approach and you didn't want to combat if you didn't have to combat. I kind of like how they're stepping this out. It looks like you can stealth and also just guns blaze through a level if you really desired that. And that's, I think that's a great approach. It's a definitely a twist on how they've been uh, presenting their games. Oh, man, they just did a teleport into a front kick. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's definitely a Very satisfying game. appealing. Yes, it looks it looks great. And it's, it looks very comical as well. I think there's there's not seriousness in it. Like the the mission is serious, but they they play it off as a like a lot of comical relief in it. Kind of like uh, Outer Worlds. I feel like you get kind of that sense in it. Yeah, I agree. But uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to this. This is I, this might be a day one purchase for me. This this Uh-oh. might also be. I mean, get I can't. Out of here, see I can't I can't get that this year, you know, and I got to fill I got to fill the void in my heart and this might this might do it. That's true. That's true. This will possibly <laughs> settle it for you. This might Maybe. be the one. Until they sell me a director's <laughs> cut uh, three years from now. And uh, I got to pay 70 more dollars. <laughs> to pick it up and upgrade it. <laughs> yeah, and upgrade it. That's additional 70 dollars probably for the upgrade. To to the PS5 Pro Edition, and you'll need a different controller that you have to purchase for it. Yeah, because it won't it won't be compatible. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but that's their state of play from Sony. That's what they brought to the table. That's what they had to show us for thirty minutes. Uh, what do you say? How do you rate this event? Was it worthwhile, or do you think they should have waited or done it sooner? Where do you, where do you stand on it? Honestly, I didn't think they showed a whole lot of anything like even after the couple games that I did like it seemed like something that they could have just uh I don't know like I, I was really wondering why they didn't go back to E3 because this would have fit in perfectly from there you know just to show it around with everything else instead of waiting for this whole other thing I mean they I I know they didn't really need to show any more death loop because they've it's all plastered all over everywhere else but I mean they did show actual length gameplay of it yeah i think what they did show was was uh very adequate for what they should have shown if they were going to show something we don't need any more cinematic trailers at this point let me see what i'm buying and don't don't try to not sell me on something by hiding it in cinematic trailers (laughs) like just 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 show me what i'm buying and we'll we'll get there and i'll buy it or not buy it at this point you know it's supposed to came out what months ago uh 
So at this point, they should definitely have a refined game, I would think. Yeah, at this point, I would think so. But, you know, the couple things they did show, I guess, were good, but I wasn't, like, super impressed by it, but still. A lot of smaller titles, um, you know, things that probably are deserving of their time. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly glad they put some of these games, these smaller title games all together instead of putting them with, like, something ridiculous that nobody's going to care about any of this stuff once they see the... Yeah, when they do their God of War preview, yeah. they don't load it up with a bunch of other... Absolutely. Like, that might not... That might cause you not not want Fist first day, and that's... I mean, that's traumatic. And yeah, you're right. I can't have that. No. There's there's not room in your heart for the Fist and God of War, let's be honest. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I can't... I gotta have one or the other. I can't be anywhere near each other. Yeah. No, honestly, that game does look great too. Um, it looks very unique for what it is, and I'm uh, curious what your what your take is. September seventh. I get. I give you to like September. Let's let's look at the, the month. Let's see what we got here. Jacob's full review it comes out on Tuesday. So we record on the 14th of September. I give you a full seven days. Oh man, <laughs> to play fist. <laughs> He's gonna come back full beard, gummies stuck in your beard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've done it. It's, I've done it. It's I've so good. It's so good. <laughs> I have become fist. I am fist. Uh, you gotta get the little. I, I am the rabbit. <laughs> the bunny ear clip ones for your headphones. <laughs> oh man, that's getting boring now. I'm gonna go to Amazon. <laughs> that's great. That's that's actually hilarious. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. That's all I got. Uh, I didn't think our state of play episode would last two hours, and but it has. I did not either. I was like, man, this is going to be like an hour hour thing this week. But you know, and we actually excluded all the all the talk of rice babies this week, and that was also a blessing for <laughs> probably most listeners. Yeah, really. Really, really skipped out on that one. <laughs> uh, any final takes? Anything you want to add uh, to wrap this up? Um, I don't believe the Bloodborne thing still. So, that's how I feel about it. Uh, you're gonna make so many people mad. I that's mean, what, I want it to be real. I just you, don't you, think it's gonna be. I mean, the hype train is at your house, and you just gotta step on board. That's, that's all you gotta do. I know. That's it. But I said, <laughs> I'm usually really hopeful for stuff but it's been so much and they just haven't done it and i just don't think it's gonna happen you said yeah. that random <laughs> stuff doesn't seem no new bosses no new levels no it just doesn't i don't know that's where i'm gonna leave it nice you said you can't live that life of heartbreak no more i can't it hurts it's understandable understandable well that's all i got uh hopefully you enjoyed uh bunch of games coming out i think there's another state of play i think going to be september maybe don't hold me on that i did read something about that but uh don't forget to follow us on twitter at legacy respawn you can check us out on patreon.com slash legacy respawn and hopefully enjoy it and until next time take care don't forget to pick up your copy of the mario kart 8 director's cut 